Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast post opening day, opening series. We're going to catch up on the first five games uh, of the season, see how the team's going, see what what thoughts we have, remark on Coors Field, and kind of kind of go from there to the the, the normal stuff. Got questions? We got a Dodgers rewind. What, I, I, should I let you talk, Eric? Coors Cat. We have a Coors <laughs> Cat. Yeah. My worst nightmare on a baseball field uh, happening. Uh, yeah, it was a weird, weird week. Weird, uh, short week, but yeah. We're a regular season podcast now. So. That, better than a spring training podcast, I think, as much as I enjoy it. So we're going to do all of that after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm glad you looked this up because I was actually curious. Uh, it's the first time the Dodgers have ever opened against the Rockies. Yeah, home or away. I I learned that the day before opening day because I didn't bother to look it up before. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is the 29th year for the Rockies. And uh, first time... The Dodgers have played them on the opening day. So uh, in that same period, the previous 28 years, they played the Giants. The Dodgers have played the Giants seven times, the Padres six times. Those are the the most common. They've also played the D-backs four times. So, like, they, they get around the division a little bit. And uh, the, the funniest thing, though, was the Marlins, who came in in the same year as the Rockies, uh, the Dodgers have played them three times on opening day. It was the first three years of the Marlins' existence. Um very odd uh, scheduling sometimes. Um, I looked up some one-timers uh, for the, that the Dodgers played on opening day um, in that 28-year period. Uh, the Astros, back when they were in the National League, this was 96. Uh, they played the Braves uh, in 2006. The Braves were an Eastern team. O- over that period, uh, the Braves uh, started in the West. Uh, when the Rockies first existed, then they moved to the East. Um uh, same with the Astros. They were West, then they were NL Central. Now they're AL West. <laughs> Weird um, uh, team. They're also a team that had had two trash cans thrown on the field last night in Anaheim. I don't know if you saw that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Expos, the Dodgers played in 2000 on opening day. The Phillies in 97. Uh, I believe Kurt Schilling absolutely destroyed them in that game. Um uh, the Pirates in 2010, the infamous, infamous uh, Vince, Vicente Padilla start that wasn't Clayton Kershaw, um, and then uh, the Cardinals in '98. So it's uh, it was a weird thing, the fact that they like hadn't um, 
played the Rockies. Did you what, what were you able to watch like um, the first few games or, or how, what was your situation? Yeah, uh, kind of busy over the weekend, but I did watch most of most of opening day. It was great, right? <laughs> you got the uh, you got the like one stinker out of, out of the way early, and then, yeah, and then yeah. off and on over a a, a busy weekend, but uh, busy weekend so that my weekend, my upcoming weekend, the home opener, I should be able to watch most of the games, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that'll that'll be good. Um, and then so I'm we're recording this earlier this week a little bit because our schedule is a little. A little wonky this week. Uh, tomorrow, I will be uh, at Dodger Stadium, um, not because there's a game, but because we're going to get to see like all the new stuff that was actually new last year, but nobody, nobody was there, so it didn't matter. Um, so going to write something about that, I'm sure, uh, later this week. But uh, yeah, so it should be exciting. I Oh, I did go to, since our last record, right? Wait. Was that right? No. No. Wait. Hmm? I was already. I was at the game. I was at the games yeah. before we recorded last week. Okay, this is not old news. This is this is old news. Okay, never mind. But yeah, so back back to the course field stuff. The there was like something odd, weird, like just off. Like I think in like at least three of the games, if not if not all four. Um, the first thing, well, aside from like um, Clayton Kershaw, who had allowed like seven earned runs. On opening day in eight starts, uh, he allowed, um, wait, was it, no, seven runs, six earned runs, I believe, was the, the total before uh, Thursday. And then he allowed six runs, five earned runs um, on opening day. So it was a very weird game in that respect. But that wasn't the weird part. The weird thing was that the Dodgers' first run of the season was not first runs of the season. Uh, Justin Turner was on first base in the third inning. Uh, Cody Bellinger hit a ball over the left field fence. Uh, uh, Rymel Tapia, former uh, Dodger minor leaguer, uh, looked like he he might have caught it. Like it was a weird angle, uh, but he didn't. And uh, Justin Turner, who thought the ball was caught, immediately started running backwards uh, to get back to first so he didn't get doubled off. And in doing so, passed Cody Bellinger, who was like frantically pointing at him. And uh, so that because they passed each other on the bases, even though like the ball was already over the fence, it's a dumb rule. Uh, but like, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. So Bellinger gets a single and he's out. And uh, so, but the run counts. And like, and also this uh, this provided me the opportunity. I do. I think it was after the game. No, it was the next day uh, where I got to ask my first stupid question of the season um, over Zoom. I I said. Was that the first time you, just to Justin Turner, I said, was that the first time you've scored a run without touching home plate? Because I, there were, in all the confusion, I missed that the umpires actually made Turner round the bases. Um, <laughs> uh, and I don't, I don't know if they showed that on TV or not. I guess the benefit or the, the, the peril of me not being there uh, cost me that. But, like, I owned it. It was, it was funny. Like, thank, and thank God. Like, you know, that's something you get absolutely roasted for. Uh, but Justin Turner was, like, a really good sport about it, so it was fun. But, uh, yeah, so it would have been pretty fun if you didn't touch home plate because of the, <laughs> the oddity of it. But that's what, that's what I was going for. Um, so so that was the, that was the Dodgers' first run of the season. It's like, okay, how's this season going to go, right? Like, it's going to be a weird one. Um, then when the Dodgers, they didn't hit a home run until it's at Coors, right? You'd think, oh, man, home runs are going to fly. They didn't actually hit a home run till Saturday, but it wasn't even it. It wasn't over the fence. Well, it it sort of was. Like uh, Zach McKinstry hit a ball that like had the distance to go over the fence. Ramiel Tapia again um, was there. This time he got a glove on it and like sort of highlighted back into the field. Uh, but in doing so, like he he was like um, he like ran into the wall and like um, I believe I'd never seen this before in a baseball game. But after the game. Uh, Bud Black for the Rockies said, said he had whiplash, which I had never heard of someone getting in a uh, in a baseball game before um, because of like the collision with the wall. But anyway, so uh, during the play, like he sort of knocks the ball back onto the field, thinking that he knowing he didn't catch it, but thinking it was just over the fence. Tapia was just well, he was stunned, so he's kind of sitting there on the warning track, 
And then it's like, oh, crap, the ball's over there. And <laughs> meanwhile, Zach McKinstry just like rounding the bases. Like one of the easier uh, inside the park home runs in terms of like there's absolutely no play at the plate. He's standing up, you know, it's it's a, it's like the easiest uh, inside the park home run in terms of, uh, you know, no no sliding, no, no anything. Uh, but that was so Zach McKinstry's first home run in the majors. Um, and it, so the Dodgers at this point have – Technically, one home run as a team. They've also hit one ball over the fence, so they're they're sort of balanced in that regard. Um, did I? I forgot. I was gonna. I just want to make sure I don't have this. Okay, yeah. I did not ask this as the trivia, so I will just say it right here. Um, McKinstry uh, was the first Dodger to hit an inside the park home run uh, for his first major league home run since Duke Snyder in 1948. Uh, so yeah. Fun company. Also, the, the the cool part about that McKinstry, who's like I believe six for eleven right now, uh, and he has an extra base hit in all four of his games. Uh, his parents, uh, who had um, you know weren't able to go to any games last year when he made his major league debut, um, they arrived in Denver Friday, so they went to the last three games of the series. So they're in person to see his first major league home run Saturday, and then. They got to see him start on Sunday, and then he hit another um, extra base hit. So, like, very eventful weekend for Zach McKinstry. Very cool. The middle game, or not middle game, but, the, like, the second game in between those two home run games, um, it was the Coors Cat game. Uh, so you had Trevor Bauer debuting. And, like, oh, by the way, he had a no-hitter through six, and he, like, struck out ten. He looked really good. The Dodgers were, like, up ten nothing at some point. I don't remember when the actual cat came on the field. I think it was later in the game. But, like, um, that was what I was saying, like, my worst nightmare. Um, just a, a cat, like, coming to destroy me, uh, basically. But just running onto the field. Uh, and then you had, like, the security, like, chasing him down. He got from – so there was something, like, I don't remember who was batting. But there was a point where you could see the cat behind home plate, like, up on the – the like wall behind home plate, um, like just sort of running on the wall, like when someone was batting. And then I think like the next half inning was when the cat was on the field. So it ran from like there all the way to like the left center field warning track. So that, that was a fun little delay. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, so, so the Dodgers are up 10, nothing in the, that game. Bauer, he has a no hitter into the seventh immediately, like gives up a hit in the seventh. So like, whatever, after the game, he was like, you know, he he did he basically had like all the stat head like um, no hitters don't really matter, it's, you know, you're, it's all luck and blah 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 and like, but it, so he didn't sound concerned at all that he didn't lost no hitter, but it was still like a weird sort of thing. But in that seventh inning, not only did the um, the Rockies get a hit, they hit two two run homers off Bauer, but also it didn't really matter because it was already ten nothing at that point. Um, and then, so they he, they finally took him out. They brought in, like, David Price for his his first game since, like, 2019. His first game as a Dodger. And the first two batters, like, homer off David Price. You're like, what? What's going on here? And so that game, from 10 nothing to 10-6 in, like, a heartbeat, the Dodgers ended up winning. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that bad. But, like, uh, it was just sort of funny the way it all sort of played out. And then, so you thought, like, okay, Bauer taking a no-hitter into the seventh, striking out 10 that's probably going to be the best pitching performance of the, the weekend or like the first week or whatever. And then like the, uh, the last two were better. <laughs> like, uh, Urias, uh, Urias was, was awesome on Sunday. Uh, he had never pitched, uh, more than six and a third in a game. He got through seven. Uh, he actually pitched into the eighth, but gave up a leadoff hit and they took him out. Uh, Roberts said after the game, they were going to take Urias out after just one batter. Anyway, the Dodgers were up four. Four nothing, I believe, when they took him out. So it wasn't like a tying run on base or anything type thing. It was just like he'd sort of reached his limit, uh, at least for that game. Uh, but he was awesome. His um, he hadn't really used the changeup that much uh, the last few years. He used to um, before I think his uh, his shoulder surgery. But he had four strikeouts on the changeup Sunday. He had six strikeouts on the changeup all last year. So like that's <laughs> that's interesting. And then, like, yesterday, oh, by the way, Dustin May, who won the fifth starter job, was, like, 
maybe even better. Like six stri- uh, six scoreless innings, struck out eight, and um, they. It's one of those things. Like I just don't think they wanted to push him. He was only at like like maybe seventy eight pitches or something something low, um, and like he only pitched six innings. But like uh, so, it ends up like going through the the first time through the rotation. Clayton Kershaw goes five and two thirds on Thursday, and that was the shortest outing by Dodgers starters. So anytime you do that, you're in like good shape, and they are they're four and one. Uh, the offense, you know, they were at Coors, so that's that's a big part of it. But like Corey Seager was especially hot. Um, he reached base four times in each of his first three games, uh, and then he reached. So last night he reached on Monday. He reached base the first two times in Oakland, and the Dodgers uh, beat up on the A's so bad that Corey Seager actually got six plate appearances in that game, but he was, he made, he made four outs in his what? last four plate appearances and that doubled his out total for the year. So he's nine for 17. Uh, and, uh, I believe, let me just double check this. Um, yeah, his on base percentage is six thirty six right now. So, uh, yeah, he's doing pretty good. He doesn't have a home run yet though. So it might be time to, bench him or something i don't know yeah well any any thoughts on like that uh, sort of weird, you we mentioned weirdness. it on last week's podcast which was like they're opening at coors it's gonna get weird so i'm glad that yep. that lived up uh uh also glad to not be there i looking forward to the home opener i i, I felt i realized that you know the schedule's made before you know in advance and all that but it still felt weird to not open at home after you win the world series so uh, yeah, I think generally I uh, usually look forward to in just the first game of the year more than the home opener because who generally cares? But I think this year will be obviously a little different. So looking forward to Friday. The Dodgers also um, yesterday, I guess, unveiled uh, for this opening weekend. They're going to wear like um, I've seen like probably the last five or six uh, World Series winners have done this, but they're going to have like. Um, Uniforms with a bunch of gold in them, like um, gold, like trim around the the lettering, the numbers, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, for you know, and then they're gonna sell those and, and like um, you know, partly for the like the team charity, but just in general. So yeah, like um, I don't know um, the it's gonna be interesting. But like um, so, just getting back to um, the Trevor Bauer game. Okay, so I have trivia for you. Uh, so he was the third Dodgers pitcher, or third pitcher to have a no-hitter through six in his Dodgers debut. Uh, not Now, not not that these, like like Bauer, these pitchers didn't finish the, a no-hitter, right. but they, were, they had a no-hitter through six innings. Can you name the other two? Probably not, but I'm going to throw out some names after this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Name the other two player pitchers who uh, had a no-hitter through six innings in their Dodgers debut. Uh, Trevor Bauer did that this past week. And I don't know. Uh, would, you like a, would you like a hint? Sure. I'll take a hint before I even guess. You. Oh, no. These are in the Jacob era, oh, for no. one. And I, I'm, I'm almost certain you've watched at least one of these games. Yeah, no, I, I was about to say one thing that's frustrating is like, I'm pretty sure I've watched one of these games, like, like yeah. that nugget is in my head and I just can't quite pluck it out. Um, both, um, both years and in the same number? 
<laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, yep. um yeah. yeah, that uh so I just have to say names now. Um man, I wonder if this is are are they both after 2000 uh, or not? That's my last. Yes. Um yeah. I'll give you one other hint. Um one of them came up as a Dodger, the other one didn't. Okay. Um No, I, man. No, you know what? For the first time ever, I'm not even going to guess. Wow. I, I think I've guessed every single trivia question, but I would just be stone cold guessing. Not even educated so, guesses. So the Dodgers in 2006 um traded uh, Cesar Torres for this pitcher. Um at the trade deadline, and then in like his first start in Cincinnati, yes, okay. uh, he 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 pitched six no hit innings, and then was taken out. Uh, they were very like uh, watching, uh, like just cognizant of his like workload that uh, at that time. Uh, so he didn't allow a hit, but he only pitched six innings. Um, and then the other one was ten years later uh, in his major league debut in San Francisco. Uh, one Ross Stripling uh, took a no hitter into the eighth and then was removed with a no hitter going after seven and a third. Uh, and then I believe um, that was Chris Hatcher who gave up the hit and like the tying <laughs> run right after. But like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, so that, both of these are were definitely uh, in the punch bowl of my brain, so to speak. Uh, I actually yeah. think it's the mat, like when I mentioned there was a game that really came to mind, I think it was the Maddox game. Um, yeah, that definitely sounds. I I I do not remember that Ross Stripling thing. Uh, I was probably head in the clouds somewhere else. But I, I I thought for sure that would be the game you would would have watched. No, I, uh, yeah. The, so the, I mean, the maybe, Maddox maybe, game. Right. I I was living in San Diego at the time. I remember my my nephew was visiting, and I believe I met him at like um, OG's Pizza. If I want to, not mistaken. So I think I was listening to that game on the radio because I was in the car for a good portion of it and going, oh, my God, they're going to have a no-hitter. It's Greg Maddox. Oh, my God. And then, uh, yeah, but it didn't happen, but it was it was very interesting. The other sort of um, trivial-type thing that I'm not going to ask you about, um, ESPN uh, Stats and Info uh, shared this, or I guess Elias did. Um, uh, Bob uh, Trevor Bauer tied Bob Turley. Uh, in 1959, uh, for the longest no-hit bid by a defending Cy Young winner in his first game of the season. So there you go. A very memorable start there for for that. Well, before we move on to the Dodgers rewind, I you know you asked me, I asked you, do you have any sort of scattered thoughts on the week or the week ahead? Uh, yeah. So the other the other weird thing about like the week ahead, um. Yeah, so, like, the, the Dodgers are playing the Nationals. Um, as we're recording this, the Nationals haven't played yet because they <laughs> had, like, a COVID outbreak. Um, they're going to play today against the Braves, and they play a doubleheader tomorrow. They're off Thursday. So then um, the, uh, the Dodgers play them on Friday. So, now I will say this. The, the Nationals released their, quote-unquote, opening day roster today. Um, and... They have, uh, I believe, reliever Will Harris is on the DL with some sort of injury. I forgot what it was that they named. Then they have a bunch of players on the in- – I said DL, didn't I? Damn it. Uh, I, the, the, they have a bunch of players on the injured list um, with no designation. So read into that what you will. But um, the players are Alex Avia, catcher, Josh Bell, first baseman, Patrick Corbin, and John Lester, pitchers, Jan Gomes, their catcher, Brad Hand, reliever, Josh Harrison, infielder, Jordy Mercer, infielder, and Kyle Schwarber, an outfielder. All those people are on the the unclassified like, injured list. So now it doesn't mean they're going to miss the, the Dodger tree. It just means that, like, they're – I mean, I would say they're doubtful. <laughs> like, because um, you don't have to miss 10 days on that. It's just like you have to clear protocols, basically, to get back. So it's very, like, possible that that could – some of those people could be ready by Friday, but like we'll see. Like Trey Turner, I believe, was not cleared to work out yesterday, but he's he was on the roster today. 
So like it, it could change in a heartbeat, but just know that like the, the Nationals are going through like a lot right now, and so like that's that's that could be a thing. And I believe Steven Strasburg is pitching tomorrow, so the Dodgers will miss him. I think Scherzer's going today, so they probably get him Sunday. But yeah, so that'll be an interesting series. And I also believe um, I just want to double check one thing because there's another weird quirk about this weekend, and and I want to make sure I have it right. So the Nationals today, okay, never mind. The Nationals are actually opening it today at home. I thought for a second there would be a chance that the Dodgers would get their rings for 2020 in front of the Nationals before the Nationals got their rings for 2019, like in front of fans at least. <laughs> but 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 that's not going to happen. So like uh, that would have been a weird, very weird quirk. But yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. The Dodgers are also, we talked about this um Thursday's actually the 40th anniversary of Fernando Valenzuela's first start in 1981. They're going to actually commemorate that on Sunday. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then they're having, like, obviously opening day stuff Friday with the ring ceremony. That'll be interesting. It, it's going to be it's going to be fun. But, yeah, the, the course series, like, you just like you just sort of endure cores, right? Like, it's they, – they were – I was surprised – not surprised, but, like, you know – Maybe a little surprised that they they basically like gave everyone an off day almost in that series. Um, Gavin Lux and Max Muncy both started all four games. Everyone else got at least one day off, um, and then like Lux uh, did not start Monday, and Muncy was the DH. So like they're working in days off for everyone like to start. Um, but I think it, it's you know no one got like hurt really. I guess Austin Barnes technically got spiked on the hand one day, but he didn't miss time. Uh, that's all you sort of look for. And like the, the pitchers didn't get overly taxed. It seemed like the starters went deep. So like they just, they survived a weekend at core, a long weekend at course. So that's kind of all you can ask for. Now I will say this in Oakland, the first night, um, Chris Taylor got hit by a pitch on an elbow. He had a, a contusion. They said x-rays were negative. And then Cody Bellinger late in the game got um, spiked on the back of his ankle possibly like a calf um and he was limping a little bit both of those guys are like day-to-day but i think that's the only thing oh and then i guess tony gonsolin is dealing with shoulder thing they actually put him on the injured list so um that's kind of the only thing they're sort of dealing with right now but like relatively pretty healthy oh the other thing i forgot to mention um i didn't even put it in the notes is um kenley jansen looked really good um now with the caveat also that it's a course, but he had a five out save, which he hasn't had in like two years. Now in the eighth inning, <clears throat> like the first batter he faced, like hit a ball off the bat. I thought for sure was a uh, three run home run that gave the Rockies the lead. But like the fact that he sort of hit his spot and, and CJ Crone did not get like everything or he did, you know, everything uh, didn't hit the ball exactly where he wanted to. Um, meant that it died like right before the warning track. So like, uh, that was a thing. Um, so yeah, Kenley looked pretty good, like in terms of hitting spots and that's what he's going to have to do, but that was sort of encouraging. And then Corey Knable, um, looked really good as well. He saved, uh, um, Sunday's game. So like, you know, like it's like, we're talking about like they have options, they're willing to do whatever. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that, that sort of plays out. All right. Dodgers rewind. Yeah. Okay. So I'm switching this up a little bit. So I'll, I'll just tell you the the rewind is Darren Hall. Okay. You might ask yourself who's the, the trivia. Who's Darren Hall? No. Um. No. Uh. So the reason I bring this up is because I I didn't update this, but I'll I will update it live. Um. The Dodgers are now four and fifteen in interleague play <laughs> in in Oakland. Uh. Dustin May won last night. The starting pitcher. Um. Now they're two and four in the World Series in Oakland. Uh, counting all those games together, only four Dodgers pitchers have won. Uh, excuse me, four Dodgers starting pitchers have won a game in Oakland. One of them is Dustin May. Oh, um, <laughs> you didn't get let, let, let me get one right. Yeah, you, you, I will count that as the right answer. For yeah, you anyway. but how many? So how many can you name of the other uh, three? Uh, Oral Hershiser. That is correct. Game five of the nineteen eighty eight World Series. I, I confess, no game six. I knew that, but wanted to look it up because I didn't want you 
hitting me with 80s Dodger pain. Yep. Uh, but yep. I did I did know it. Um, yep. I would 99% knew it. Let's say that much. Yep. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, let's just throw... <laughs> how about Clayton Kershaw? He ever do it? No. In oh. fact, um, his Not one... Not yet. I'm when this look, podcast look, comes out, he will have. Yeah. I remember the one start I was there for in Oakland in 2015... Uh, I have never seen Clayton Kirk. Well, no, I don't know if this is right, but he was as mad as I've ever seen him on a baseball field. Um, there was like a, he was getting squeezed and then there was like a bunt play uh, like up the third baseline that he couldn't field properly. And then he just chucked the ball into the Dodger dugout, like from third base, the Dodgers, the, 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 the visiting dugout is first base there. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, but we'll, uh, so yeah, not um, not Kershaw for sure. Oh, I don't know. I should, I'll just say one more name. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna just pull a name from a hat. Um, Kenta Maeda. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. So I got I got half because I you, knew yeah, Dustin I, May. I'm giving you Dustin May. Dustin May or Hershiser. <laughs> um, the first one of those was the night before Oral Hershiser, uh, Tim Belcher, one yeah. game four. I knew I knew there was gonna be another one. I'm like, wasn't gonna guess it, so I was so hoping to get the other one. Before Dustin May last night, the only Dodger starter starting pitcher to win a regular season game in Oakland was Rich Hill in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> I probably um, had an old team and all that. I probably could have remembered that. So the reason today is rewind is uh, Darren Hall is because there were two relievers who won games uh, in Oakland. One was Alberto Reyes, who I definitely remembered was a Dodger and didn't <laughs> didn't forget. Um, in 2001, um, he pitched the last two innings in a 15-inning game, and they won. Darren Hall, in 1997, uh, he, he uh, won a game there. Now, so I want to get into a little bit on Darren Hall. Um, so... June 13th, 97, that was actually the first, um, uh, the Dodgers' uh, second regular season game in Oakland. It was their second interleague play game. Uh, the They used to have the interleague play like at different, like set times where like everyone was playing interleague play for like a week or a weekend or something back then. So it was only a two-game series. They lost the opener um, and then... Uh, this day they won. So, um, in uh, in the game in question, Eric Karras hit a two run home run in the eighth uh, to tie the game. Darren Hall comes in. He walked uh, Mark McGuire. He struck out Jose Canseco. He got a young hitter named Matt Stairs. Nobody knows what happened to him after that. Got him to line out, and then somebody named George Williams grounded out. So scoreless inning for Darren Hall. The Dodgers scored two in the ninth, and they won six to four. Todd Woodell saved it, so Darren Hall gets the win. The first Dodgers interleague win uh, it goes to Darren Hall. Now, Hall was a um, 28th round pick of the Blue Jays, in, but way back in like 1986, he didn't make his Major League debut until he was 29 in 94, and then after two years with Toronto, he signed as a free agent with the Dodgers, but then he was like sort of marred by injuries. Um, he, he pitched in nine games in 96, but he missed like five months after uh, a torn muscle in his elbow. He had to have surgery. Now, in 97, the year he got the win in Oakland, he was actually a very good member of that bullpen. The Dodgers missed out on the playoffs that year very closely to the Giants. Um, but Hall was very good. 230 ERA, 169 ERA plus, 63 games. Now, like it was a different time. Like not everyone's like striking out crazy numbers. Thirty. I, I thought this was interesting. 39 strikeouts, 26 walks in 54 innings, but... Seven of the walks were intentional, so it wasn't as bad as it looks. Now, I was looking at this, like, so he's, what, 31, 32-ish? And then in 1998, he he was making um, 650000 at the time. And I was looking, he was actually the the third highest paid player in the in the bullpen that year. Mark Guthrie was $1.6 Scott Rodinsky was 900000 So... You know, I think he was still going through salary arbitration, so it wasn't like he was a free agent thing. But like, just the fact that salaries were much different like back back then. But um, so in 1998, more injuries. He got a torn rotator cuff in April, and he missed like half the season. Um, didn't come back till July, but then he allowed like runs in six straight games uh, into August, 
He went on the DL on August 15th with more rotator cuff issues. He actually never pitched again in the majors because the Dodgers traded him to the White Sox next January. Um, I don't, I couldn't find an exact reason why he went on the 60 day DL to start that season. I think it was more rotator cuff stuff, but he never pitched in the majors or minors that year or like ever again. So not really sure, but five years in the majors, uh, three with the Dodgers. Uh, 393 ERA total, 109 ERA plus, uh, 98 strikeouts in 126 innings. But the first uh, first Dodgers pitcher to get a win in interleague play. So, Darren Hall, today's Dodgers rewind. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. You know, I, I guess that's the end of the episode. We have nothing else to do. <laughs> I. You know what? Uh, we did it. We did it. We did a short one this time, finally. Woo! Oh, wait. No. We still have... What? Questions from Craig. Five questions from Craig, and as become as is becoming as tradition as the uh, food question that end the series. We've got a trivia question for you, and uh, <laughs> who is uh, he? I don't think he went uh, easy on you, but we'll see. You've you've impressed me in the past. Four Los Angeles Dodger pitchers have recorded thirty or more saves of two or more innings. Um, and their time with the Dodgers. Can you name them? And I've got hints aplenty if you need them. Now, okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> Just trying to think here. I, I uh, actually lied. I only have two hints, <laughs> and one's not that okay. helpful. I'm going to give you the not helpful hint because uh, it only rules two players out. Uh, do not say Mike Marshall or Eric Gagne. All right. I would have guessed Mike Marshall yeah. <laughs> um, just because he pitched like a, a billion. Uh, he had and, 28 of them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I assume that was in like a two-month period. <laughs> it was like all. No. Um, okay. So if it's not that. And so I'm sort of assuming for this. So the save was actually not official till 1969. But like baseball reference goes back and like retroactively. Um Add stuff. So I'm assuming that's the case here. So I am going to say for one of the guesses um, is Ron Paranoski. Correct. The 44 of them. Yeah, just because I figured. So he was like their sort of like their go-to guy for like a decade in the 60s. So that that's sort of the logic there. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Um, now, I don't remember him getting – well, okay, so – Hmm. I'll, I will say, just because I have to get to four, I'm going to say Jay Howell. Uh, with 30 on the dot. Yeah, so I know he was only around for like four, maybe five years. But like, you know, that was the era. Um, so knowing, knowing that, and even though it was probably a shorter time, but he was around for a good chunk of the 80s, I'm going to say Tom Needenfewer. Nope. Duh! If okay. you had went four for four after I hyped up the question as a, a yeah. little harder, I would have been upset. Um, okay, now now it gets tough because, um, well, okay, now thirty. I don't know. Yeah, Kenley can't have thirty. Like even though he has like a billion saves, there's no way he has thirty of two innings or more. Okay, so that means I have to figure out... Oh, Steve Howe. Uh, nope. Hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Charlie Huff. There you go. Uh, with 34. Okay. So you're missing the second place on this list with 43. Uh, Bill Singer. Nope. Okay, I don't know the fourth one then. Jim Brewer. Oh. I think that's what I meant. Oh, I okay. meant to say Jim Brewer. No, but I mean, I got it wrong. I'm just yeah. like my, my head. I was thinking Jim Brewer when I said Bill Singer. Oh, so. no. I, I know that feeling. Yeah. You've definitely done that before yeah. where you'll tell me the right answer. I'm like, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Except for in 2016, uh, since Andrew Friedman took over, multiple Dodger pitchers have recorded at least one save in a season. Eric and Jacob. Name the number of pitchers that will record at least one save oh. uh, for the 2021 Dodgers. And for the tiebreaker, name the Dodger pitchers with more than five saves this season. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so 
one save. Um, I'm just going to talk through it. So I figure Jansen, Knabel, Trinan, Gratterall. And then like other. And then like at least two people getting three innings. Yep. <laughs> so your yeah. your thought process is exactly. I'm like I'm like I wrote five down, and I'm like no, there's gonna be another sort of etc. So name, and then oh no, they have eight and, starters, so there's gonna be some yeah. weird piggyback so situations. I, I, I'm just gonna add another wild card one, so I'm just gonna say eight. Eight get one save. What about you? Do you have an answer I, I, for that? You, I was gonna say eight, but in the uh, in the. Uh, I'll switch Nature to seven of, if you no, want. No, no, I'll, I'll go seven. Okay. I'll go seven. Okay. Yeah. But I want the um, notes because we, we we save these now. I want the notes to note that we both wanted eight. So yeah. Uh, unless to it's be seven, fair, my and then first I knew thought, it my, the whole time. <laughs> but to be fair, my first thought was seven. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's weird that you have mine and I have yours. Okay, and then so now the five saves. I think it's only going to be two Jansen and Knable. <laughs> I don't know if you can see my notes. I literally have six crossed off, and then the number ah. seven, uh, Jansen and Knable, are written down. Yeah, right. no, <laughs> we're tied on the tiebreaker, but at least we picked a different number. So there we go. Okay, so I'm gonna just be just to be different. I'll, I'm gonna I'll say three, and then I will say uh, Trinan, Gratterall. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just add Gratterall to it. Okay. Last Sunday night, Angel manager Joe Madden appeared to leave Shohei Otani in the game to qualify for the win. While the Angels did eventually win the game, Otani could have been seriously injured on a play at the home plate. Looking back at baseball history, what qualified as a win was somewhat arbitrary and left to the official score in many cases. If we are going to continue using this statistic, should we remove the five IP minimum for starting pitchers? I mean, probably, (laughs) like... I yeah, mean, the I, real solution is just stop caring about wins, right? But, right, but the thing is, like you, yeah, I have a hard time letting go in terms of that. Like, you have to, like, yeah. I, and I, think, no and I mean, I think it's already kind of it. happened, you know. Uh, and like, I think saves are are diminished in value from a decade ago, and I, I think so are wins. But yeah. I think that trend could continue. I think it'll especially continue if. Um, quality start is a pretty good stat, but I bet there's an even better one (laughs) to like, uh, if you create a stat that people start caring about more, um, and something to add for players to value and something for them to kind of be able to base their work on, um, things will shift. And then instead you just get wins as a kind of this funny, quirky, archaic measure of its time, but doesn't have to change. Yeah, I think, like, just from a, a sheer accounting point, like, I don't want to see them, like, disappear. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, but yeah, it's, like, clearly they're not as valued. But I think just, like, looking at last year, there were some, like, you know, so so few pitchers, like, went five or because of, like, the weirdness of the season. Um that like I don't think you necessarily need that minimum. And then there was also like the um, some of the games where like if an opener was used, and then like a pretty clear case for like one pitcher should have got the win like in relief, and then they didn't. Um, so I, I think the wins could be relaxed a little bit in that, like give the uh, a little more discretion maybe, um, and not not be so rigid on some of the things, but. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'd be like up for like changing that a little bit. Godzilla versus con the, the Godzilla versus con movie is now out and maybe I'll take a look at it sometime. It won't match the silliness and enjoyment of growing up watching Godzilla movies on TV. Like MC movies often ended up fighting in New York. Godzilla and his cohorts would be in Tokyo. While Jacob did not have to rely on local TV to support his supply, uh, of early movie content. Was there a genre he could not resist growing up? And for both Eric and Jacob, do you remember the first movie you could not wait to see at a local movie theater? Um, 
Man, genre wise, I kind of, like I guess sci-fi. I get you just generally sort of Star Wars stuff, which is my answer for the other one. It was the Star Wars re-releases. I remember being extremely excited for because we grew up watching the Star Wars movie, the original trilogy, on Laserdisc. Uh, <laughs> growing up, um, do you have a Laserdisc player? I didn't have a Laserdisc player. <laughs> missed I, out. I, I had <laughs> twenty I had minutes couple, aside. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had a couple friends with them, uh, but yeah, not, not never got that. I did have one middle school friend who whose family. Um, had a beta uh, tape player, which mm. was fun. Um, but yeah, like I just remember that too because he was in like some local commercial as a kid, and they only had a copy of it on beta. So I think that was part of the reason they were keeping that around. Um, in terms of genre, like, I'm gonna—it's not exactly a yeah. genre per se, but James Bond movies actually. Now that I think about it, mm. uh, were kind of a mainstay along with Star Wars of, of my childhood. I I don't remember like. I, I saw a lot of movies at the theater as a kid. Uh, even so, like some, so my mom, her, her, like um, she was a hairstylist, and her her shop was at like the Palm Springs Mall, and there was um, the Camelot movie theaters, like in the same parking lot. So, like when I was, you know, pre high school, there were some days it, like where, um, like on a weekend or something, or in the summer, uh, sometimes I'd go to work with my mom and then just be around like the mall all day you know or something uh and like i'd go see a couple movies and so that was like a way to kill time um but then like that was like a i uh a pastime like through high school too like we saw a lot of movies i don't remember like being that i i, I hate waiting in lines anyway like but like i just remember so the the one thing i can remember like later on um we did go to I forgot the exact theater, but I just remember seeing the, the whatever, I guess this would have been episode one of Star Wars, the one with Jar Jar. Um, <laughs> That's I, the one. Yeah, we saw, I saw that with my cousin and his parents at some theater and like they, they did it up like, you know, like premiere style almost, oh, yeah. you know, but so that was kind of fun. I just, the, the thing I remember about that though was. Uh, they were playing the like Muzak in the in the um, in the theater before. Was it a Muzak version of Star Wars themes? That would be great. No, no, it was a Muzak version of Careless Whisper that me and my cousin <laughs> were singing the entire lyrics to. And I just remember one guy turned around and goes, "I will pay you to stop." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, did, we didn't. We did not stop. Did you get what? You could have got yeah. paid. No, I, I don't think it was a sincere offer. <laughs> oh, I would have yeah. stopped and demanded money, please. Yeah, exactly. Give him an invoice. First, happy early birthday to Jacob. Yay! Yay Let's revisit Thursday. Friday. That's what I meant, yeah. yeah. I, meant, I knew it was the day of the home opener. I just yeah. messed up the day. Uh, let's revisit burgers. <laughs> Amen. Uh, <laughs> I know we have talked about them before, and also Eric has mentioned, I believe, his past experience at In-N-Out on the podcast. So Eric and Jacob... Do you prefer burgers cooked on the flat top griddle, grilled over propane or over charcoal? And does doneness really matter when it comes to any fast food burger? I I haven't had a burger since the outbreak, uh, just because we what? Don't, yeah, uh, well, I haven't had a like a yeah a fast food burger. Um, yeah, because there's not we don't have In and Out here. <laughs> that that would have been a yeah. challenge, but uh, you know, for Burger King, I'm not gonna you know right, right. fight no, a drive through during all of this. Yeah. Uh, but boy, I miss In and Out. Sounds great. Uh, no, yeah. done. This does not matter. I mean, it, it can't no. be like burnt to a crisp, right? It has to right. have a little bit of juicy. But and and for the most part, like I mean, I guess you're. Uh, I want like Carl's is probably the worst at that in terms of you're more likely to get a puck yeah. at yeah. like there. But like, um, but yeah, especially like In and Out. But it's gonna be more well than like you would probably make it at a, a cookout or something. But like, it's still great. Like, um, yeah, the patties I, I are so thin. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, just being uh, an apartment liver, um, I very rarely um, have like barbecued uh, burgers. Oh, it, it's always on some sort of griddle, like in the kitchen. That if I make it myself, or if it's if it's a fast food, those are 
mostly all on griddles. Like, um, I would say some, you know, aren't, but like they, they mostly are. So like, I, I probably tend toward that. They're also the one thing I can't wait, uh, when I finally get to go like meet up with, um, uh, my, my aunt and uncle and, and some cousins in Mission Viejo, there's a place called TK Burgers down there. We go to for breakfast a lot, but they also have excellent burgers, hence the name. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're on a griddle, but like those are so good. And, I, and I'm thinking about it right now, and I cannot wait to eat a, uh, a burger uh, from there because it's going to be delicious. I, so, yeah. I like them all, and they're all different. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. I think I generally prefer griddle. But that may be less to do with the burger and more to do with that makes it much more likely that I'm going to be grilling onions to go with it. And that's a, a uh, favorite of mine. So, Yeah, yeah. Well, I like to, um, uh, you know, if I'm making something if, uh, myself, I will I would probably go out of my way to, like, also grill, like, um, mushrooms or, mm-hmm. like, putting throwing that on there or, or, or like, uh, uh, jalapenos or just... Something extra that you usually don't get in, a, like, a fast food burger. Um, but, yeah, just in terms of that, like, you In-N-Out really does sound excellent today. And, man, if only one of us lived close to one, they could just go to right after we're done recording this. That would be amazing. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, so, once again, Craig has made us hungry right as we head into lunch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um Maybe we'll have more weirdness to talk about next week. We'll definitely have home opener stuff to talk about, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you. Bye.